Darkcast Network. Welcome to the dark side of podcasting. is a Horrible Histories, Terrible Mysteries podcast. The past, and sometimes the present, are often a bleak place. Listener discretion is advised. If you're a fan of Disturbing Interests, please like and subscribe. And for the love of God, tell a friend about us. Pretend you're a Mormon. Go door to door with the good news of Disturbing Interests. Preach our gospel, brothers and sisters, and non-gender binary siblings, to the world at large. Because remember, with us, you might be disturbed, but you're not alone. Welcome back to Disturbing Interest, everyone. I am Regina King, your evil queen, and sitting, well, I don't know where she's sitting. Having gone totally, totally rogue is my ever-beautiful partner, Lynn Roskamp the docent of darkness. If you tuned in for last week's episode, then you know that this is an extrasode. This extrasode is the story of Unsinkable Sam, the tuxedoed kitty who just wants to get to dry fucking land already. We hope you enjoy. Mine's short. It's happy-ish. Kind of funky. No firing squads? No firing squads. Darn. World War Two, though, so that is okay. Thing. Oh, great! We're just world. We're world war in it. Yeah, we are. Apparently, we are just sticking around world wars this season. So, anyway, I am telling you about Unsinkable Sam. Have you ever heard about him? No. Tell me okay. about of Unsinkable Sam. All right. Well, first, folks, I know that my sources from my last story were cut off when we were you know, doing our recording. So I am sorry that is entirely my fault. There were many, unlike today's story, which is very short and there aren't as many. My references are Wikipedia, the World War II Museum, ZME Science, and then a couple of lovely TikTokers that pointed me in the direction of the story to begin with. Okay. I'm not sure if... I've just been leaning toward the animal stories this season because I'm just fucking done with people or if it's because I personally need more of this content in my life. I'm not sure, but here we are yet again. Today, I'm telling you about the cat who put the nine lives theory to the test and proved it fucking gets the pass. Unseekable Sam. Nice. Yes. This brilliant and buoyant tuxedo cat is the thing of legends and worth a share on this cast, in my opinion. So grab your nearest fur friend or take your allergy meds and let's dive in. We often forget that domesticated animals have had a long history of actually having jobs instead of living the super duper soft and cush lives that my spoiled brats live. Horses, donkeys, and dogs have all even been enlisted into the military. They have their own ranks and everything. This does not mean that cats have not also been utilized for their mousing skills to help the preservation of rations or to keep the conditions of ropes and cables intact. It just means that 
we all understand the futility of enlisting a cat to do anything. Because let's face it, no one tells a cat what the fuck to do. I mean, you can yell at them, but they're just going to whip you the cat finger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my my cat is over there right now trying to eat plastic. Could you not? Could you not? Get that out of your mouth. Yeah, I'm trying to imagine Mazikeen holding a job. A job that isn't just fuck shit up, and I can't. Yeah. No, no, she do what she want. So instead of labeling these brave furballs as soldiers, the cats in World War II were dubbed mascots. Aww. They would live on base or in camp with the Air Force or Army soldiers, lifting spirits and providing amusements. Meanwhile, the Navy had ship cats. They were mousers and purveyors of cuddles, and they were a vital part of the crew. Seriously, some of the images that I found researching the story with World War II soldiers playing with or cuddling cats, oh my god, it just brought so much joy to my heart. Aww. I also found an article taken out by a base because their base cat had gone missing. <gasps> it broke my heart. They were promising a steak dinner and no questions asked Aww. for whoever brought home Glamour Puss. Glamour Puss. Oh my goodness. If that is not the best drag name ever, then nothing is. However, now I will forever be left with the question if Glamour Puss made his way home or not. And now you know too, so you'll have to suffer with me. I choose to believe. Yes, I choose to believe that way as well. Anyway, the American troops were not the only ones who realized the cats were great morale boosters and served the purpose of pest control, which is how the handsome hero of today's tale came into play. It is unknown what the name of the black and white tuxedo cat was before he was taken aboard the German ship, the Bismarck, before its sinking on May 18th, 1941. I can promise you one thing, though. It couldn't have been as good as Glamour Puss. Now... Even though our furry floating friend started off as a cat in the service of the German military's Kriegsmarine, and our role is only one Nazi per season, this one doesn't really count. Also, I don't think cats can be Nazis. I don't think they can have that. I mean, okay, Minky. But like, <laughs> generally, cats can't be Nazis. Mm. No, I was actually about to go in, into that. Not only do cats have no say in whose boats they're right? on, but they are also indifferent to all, no matter the race. Right. Uh, cats hate everyone equally. That is true. They don't care if you're Jewish, Muslim. They don't care. They just... Same with, same with Minky. She's an equal opportunity hater. Not to mention, I mean, our cat also kind of became a double agent as much as cat can become a double agent. Oh, so. the Mata Harry. Yes. The the Mata Harry of cats. The Bismarck was the first Bismarck class battleship in the Kriegsmarine that was named after Chancellor Otto von Bismarck. Yep. There were only ever two Bismarck class battleships in the Kriegsmarine, and the Bismarck, which was commissioned in August of 1940, was only active for about nine months before it was engaged at the Battle of the Denmark Strait by the HMS Prince of Wales. 
And this would be the point in the story when I was forced to question who names military ships and why do the Royal Navy's names lend gender to an inanimate objects? In case you are as curious as I was, in the U.S., the Secretary of the Navy names the ships. Oh, I didn't see it. I'm learning stuff. Right? It's a, truly an educational podcast. This knowledge made perfect sense to me, and I was able to groove with it. The answer to who does it in England, well, that was requiring far more research than I had the spoons to dish, which led me to realize that I don't give enough of a fork to keep hunting. I think it's so, the queen. was the queen. Now it'll be King Charles. You know, if anyone has the answer to this question for us, any of our listeners in England, any of our listeners here who are just big fans of ships, if you know this answer, please email Ship me. lovers, tell us. Yeah, disturbinginterest at gmail.com. By the way, I know there's backlog on emails, folks. I will respond eventually. I hope. Anyway, the HMS Prince of Wales landed three shots on the Bismarck that caused it enough damage to force it into a retreat. Unfortunately for the Bismarck, though, another ship, the HMS Hood, had been sunk in this battle by the Prince Eugen, and that pissed the Allied forces off. So the Bismarck was pursued as they tried to limp their way back to France to make repairs by, well, Anyone who might be in the area and pissed off at the Germans, which at the time was a lot of fucking Yeah, it was people. everybody. Pretty much yeah. everyone. Everyone was like, fuck you guys. Yep. Fuck you, Dieter. Yep. yep. They were attacked by 15 fairy swordfish torpedo bombers. Damn. I know 15 fairy swordfish torpedo bombers from the aircraft carrier HMS Ark Royal one of which managed to knock out the ship's steering gear. However, the morning after losing her steering capability, the Bismarck was engaged by two British battleships and two heavy cruisers, where it received debilitating damage, and the crew took a heavy loss of life. The last blow caused the Germans to scuttle the already sinking ship in an effort to keep it out of the hands of the British. Out of a 2,100-man crew, only 115 men and one cat made it off the Bismarck alive. Hours after the final engagement with the Bismarck, the HMS Cossack spotted a black and white cat floating on a plank of wood looking for a rescue. The crew of like, the Cossack. All the dead people like, yeah, whatever. But like yeah. the cat, I'm like, oh my god, save the kitty! Oh, yeah, absolutely. I am a monster. Absolutely. No, no, I'm I'm not agreeing that you were a monster. I'm agreeing that... Because like well, most of the people that got... Uh, the, the sailors on the ship probably like were like, yeah, we're stuck here. Oh well. So I, I do feel bad. War is dumb and we should not be killing each other. The end. But yes. But mostly I'm also like, oh my god, save the kitty! Save the kitty. The kitty did nothing to deserve right? this. Save the cat the was kitty. just like, I'm just a cat. I just, they, they have dust friskies and that's why I'm here. Yep. The crew of the <laughs> dust friskies. Dust friskies. <laughs> 
the crew of the Cossack took him in and named him Oscar. Aww. They gave him the name that they felt fit him the most. A German name starting with the letter O derived from the International Code of Signals in which the letter O is code for man overboard. Oh, that's cute. That's very cute. And they really put some thought into the name. I'm like, good job. Not just Whisker McWhiskerson or whatever. Well done, guys. But they spelled Oscar in the German way. O-S-K-A-R. Yeah, instead of C. So I really liked that. Well done. For the next five months, Oscar, Oscar, or just our tabby friend, tuxedoed friend, as he was known. Kitty. Lived on the Cossack while it served escort duties between the Mediterranean Sea and the North Atlantic. On October 24th, 1941, the Cossack was struck by a torpedo from a U-boat while escorting a convoy through the Strait of Gibraltar. The crew had time to transfer over to the HMS Legion while they tried to take the ship back for salvage and repairs. However, after three days, the ship sank out of reach of all who would repair her. In the initial hit, it lost about 159 crew members. Oscar remained safe, though, and was taken with the ship to Gibraltar to await his next ride. However, I'm sure that he was already probably ready to just be somebody's house cat. Not long after making port, Oscar was transferred to the aircraft carrier HMS Arc Royale, which you may remember hearing about previously. The HAM, HAM, the ham, ham. <laughs> the ham. <laughs> Jesus, this is why I don't drink. You got to become a canned wine professional like myself. The HMS Arc Royale was a key player in the pursuit and eventual demise of the Bismarck. That's where all of those uh, bombers set off from. Ah, okay. All right, uh-huh. yes. I was like, I think we already, maybe he that did. was, like, yeah, did. okay. I was paying attention. Good job. Thank goodness Oscar didn't have the cognitive realization to know that he was now serving on the carrier that took out the ship that his now unknown original owner was on. But World War II is a bitch, and not even a month after joining the crew of the HMS Arc Royale, it was also torpedoed by a U-boat. Can, can you guys hear purring? Because Moxie, hearing the story of a cat, has jumped up onto my lap and is headbutting my headset. I hear uh, your headset being headbutted. Yeah, okay, it's all interference. right. Okay, all right, Moxie. Go do your crimes elsewhere. Thank you. All right, back to the... Airsats cat versus the real life cat. Yes. So those U-boats were, they were silent bitches. They took out a oh, lot yeah. of boats. On November 14th, 1941, on a return trip from Malta, the HMS Arc Royale rolled over and came to a rest about 30 miles off of the Gibraltar coast. The majority of the ships in this story lead me to believe that my previous idea of ships sinking quickly was wrong. It was very, very wrong. Well, maybe that's good because it gives people a chance to get the fuck off there and not die? 
Yes, the HMS Ark Royal also sank slowly, allowing the rescue of all the crewmen. Oh, good. And Oscar. Oh, good. Who was renamed at this point Unsinkable Sam after finding him floating on another piece of wreckage. Oh, my goodness. Unsinkable Sam. Oh, little guy. He was transferred to the HMS Lightning, where he was described in one of my favorite descriptors of a cat ever as angry, but quite unharmed. Oh, that's Minky all the time. Angry, but quite unharmed. Seriously, though, how fed up with people and their water-dwelling bullshit do you think that cat was? Fucking take me to land! I just want to sit on an old lady that's knitting! Christ! What is wrong with you people? There's land over there! Why do you keep doing this? Jesus, the insanity of war! Yeah, even cats hate war. Yeah, yeah, this is proof. This could be an amazing story for a Nazi-hating cat in a graphic novel, oh my god, webtoon, or some form of media. Like, I would totally watch it. What if the cat was like the the like cat was like transcending like on on the radio, like letting the you know the Americans know where the Nazis were at any given time. Like, what if that was what the cat was doing? Seriously, anything short of a paper cutout, like mouths over a real cat, and I will 100% watch that shit. I will 100 I am in. I have a side, a side note, sort of tangential to this, a recommendation. Jonesy, called Jonesy, and it's about, like, the adventures of Jones the cat on the Nostromo, and it is delightful. It's just a wordless little, little graphic novel of, like, the adorable adventures of Jonesy the cat while all of the events of Alien are happening around him. It's delightful. Oh, <laughs> is it? Is it like Jonesy Jonesy? Just Jonesy. Yeah, like like the cat from Alien. It's charming. It's absolutely delightful. That's awesome. Yeah, you should all go out and get it. It's super cute. And, I'll look that yeah. up. All right. I, it's just called Jonesy. Jonesy, yes. I have Aaron's turn around tomorrow anyway, so sure, why not? Okay, back at it. Sam's career at sea ended with the sinking of the HMS Arc Royale. I'm not sure if the Navy felt like they owed the little dude one <laughs> or if the sailors who are notoriously superstitious right. bunch, like saw him as a jinx. Or they saw him going, because he was a double agent. <laughs> I don't want to think of him being a, a Nazi. No, no. He's a double agent for the good side. He wasn't Mata Harry. Okay. Either way, he hung out in the governor of Gibraltar's offices until he could be sent back to England. I like how everything that I read was like, he could be sent back to England. Dude, he was from Germany. He came from Germany. Yeah. Yeah. I was paying attention. I was like, back to England? Yes, thank you. To all our astute listeners out there who caught that and they were like, oh, yeah. Regina has had a bit of wine, hasn't she? Yes, I have, but that was how it was reported, friends. Good catch. Once in Belfast, he retired to a seaman's retirement home called the Home for Sailors, where he lived until the natural end of his life in 1955. It is unknown when he was born, but he definitely lived at least 14 years. Several of those far more adventurous than a hundred cats his age ever saw. The National Maritime Museum in Greenwich even has a painting that was done by Georgia Shaw Baker 
that is titled Oscar the Bismarck's Cat. One final addition to this tale. The two ships that rescued Oscar, or Sam if you prefer, the HMS Lightning and the HMS Legion, were both also sunk in the war. Again, he's over at the old sailor's home like, dee 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 Yep. <laughs> I'm not sure how he made it to Greenwich, but let's hope it was by train. Yes. And that is my story of Unsinkable Sam. That That was adorable. Thank you. So should we tell people what our do something is? Let's do today? it. All right. Today's do something is brought to us by listener Aaron. That is right, folks. We don't just take listener requests for stories. We also take requests for our spotlight section. So do something. Today, we are recommending that you go out and support the Northwest Abortion Access Fund at nwaafund.org. That is nwaafund.org. With the current state of affairs regarding abortion access in our country, the United States, I hate to say this. I was like, you mean the Republic of Gilead? (laughs) Seriously, I hate to say this, but people are fucking monsters. Some of us, yeah. Yeah. Children are being forced to carry through with pregnancies that they may not be medically or emotionally equipped to do. The Northwest Abortion Access Fund currently grants almost $6,000 every week to women who are seeking abortion access. No matter the reason, the right to choose if you carry a child should be your own. Damn straight. No matter what case goes before those chuckle fucks in the government, a woman should have bodily autonomy and not be bound to anyone, let alone the possible abuser that caused that pregnancy for the rest of their lives. Well, you just hear these awful stories, too, of even people that are carrying wanted pregnancies that something yeah. goes wrong, which happens in so many cases. So many And then cases. these people are left to potentially d- die at worst, yes. To, yes. to impair their future fertility, to suffer yes. physical and emotional trauma and pain and damage when, you know, they could just have a simple medical procedure to help them remove this failed pregnancy, but because... Hospitals are like, I don't think we're legally allowed to do that. They end up bleeding in in parking lots. And and it's, it's, this is insane. This is like, come on, man. This is nuts. If forced pregnancies are acceptable, they should be able to force vasectomies as well. Jesus. It's just, it's a mess. Like, what the fuck? Well, let's not take the way back machine to like the 1700s, shall we? Oh, yeah. And in the process, how about we actually lay down some legal ramifications against the pedophiles and rapists whose baby is being forced upon a victim? Oh, they have rights. Their rights to see the child if they mm-hmm. want to later. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, this is an insane. We have the just an insane, misogynistic, just lunatic country yeah. at this point. They're so and the thing is, it's the it's the minority. If you just look at all of the you know, the votes and, and so on that come up around abortion, 
and the right to choose your own medical care and whether you're going to have a family, it, it's all coming down to people saying we want people to have the right to choose. I, yeah. I, I can only hope that this is what takes down conservatives, religious fanatics, the GOP entirely because people yeah. are tired of this shit. Sorry. Rant over. Oh, no, I'm still ranting. Don't even get me fucking started on how the majority of these victims who are underage are still forced to interact with these sick Yes. Because their family, or worse yet, they're forced to marry them because it's still legal to take a child bride in 43 of the states in the United States. Yep. It's the United States of pedophiles. Oh, but I'm sorry. It's drag queens that are the ones that are grooming by, I don't know, having drag queen story up. Crime you river. It's yeah. yeah, it's not drag queens, it's not trans people. No. It's it's creepy dudes. It's the pastor. It's daddy. It's the coach. Come on. That's right, you chuckle fuckers out there writing laws to subjugate women. If you want to protect children so badly, how about you make it illegal to marry them? Oh, oh, that's right. This isn't actually about protecting children. Nope. It's about power. Yep. So let's take the power out of the hands of the people who will never put our interest above their own and do things like visit the Northwest Abortion Access Fund at NWAAFUND.org and support other women who are out there fighting the gravest, most traumatizing battle that they may ever have to fight work and now i will get off my soapbox yeah it's a it's again it's a what a time to be alive keep fighting everybody seriously and on that note take care of each other and remember you might be disturbed but you're not a cat out there floating in the ocean on a piece of ship debris or maybe you are i don't know your life or alone thanks for listening friends please remember to like subscribe and tell a friend and check us out on social media on facebook we are the disturbing interest podcast twitter podcast underscore di instagram di podcast or if you really want to send us something you can send it to our p.o box at 70515 seattle washington 98127.